But you know, it's the night where you call your girl, you know, and she's going out probably with another dude and you're upset. And- <laughs> oh my God, it just got dark. <laughs> it just got real, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Justin. And this is Laura. And it's count time. Your four o'clock stand-up count. I have the topic for this week. Excellent. I can't wait. The barbershop. Ah, the uh, prison barbershop. Yes. For yep. sure. Obviously, this is a very important part of my life. It has been since I was just a, a young person. <laughs> the worst thing for me... Okay, so I don't want to be flip about this. Because there was a lot of bad things about going to prison. But one of the bad things was... The fact that when it starts off and you're in county jail, the first time I was in county jail, I didn't know how to get a haircut because they don't tell you when you get there, like, okay, in order to get this service, you have to do this and then wait X amount of time, your name will be called and then you'll, you know, blah, blah, blah. The whole time I'm like, you know, okay, I'm a solid month into county jail here for... I don't know, my first time going. And I'm seeing everybody, you know, coming back in and they all, you know, have haircuts. I'm just like, what is going on? I look at myself every day and I'm just like, <laughs> you were a little bit what? jealous. Like, what is going on? <laughs> when you want to get your haircut in county jail, what you do is you have to fly a kite. A kite is a inmate request to staff, basically. I don't know why they call it a kite. Nobody's ever explained that to me. It just is what it is. It's one of those things. <laughs> So in our county jail here, they are forms that have like three pages to them. Carbon paper. It's a carbon paper. You fill out on the top part, hey, I would like to get my hair cut. You send it in. There's And there's literally U.S. postal boxes in each mod. And they cannot be touched by any staff of the prison. Because, I mean, your address while you're in custody is wherever you're being held, you know? So like that's your legal address at that point. So you can mail letters from inside your mod, but you can't go anywhere to mail a letter. I have so many questions we're going to touch on later. Okay. Okay, Keep going. We're going to put a bookmark in that. (laughs) I mean, is it a long thing? Because we branch off all the time. I mean, no, I, so let's talk about that in another episode. Okay, good. All right. All right. So like once you um, mail your kite off, Uh, It goes to wherever in the prison or excuse me, wherever in the jail it's going to go to. And uh, one of the requests you can make is to get a haircut at the barbershop, but you have to be there a month first. So you have to be there 30 days uh, and then you're allowed to get a haircut every 30 days. It's great because like, I didn't think I would like prison fades, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) but I ended up liking them enough to wear them all the time. So (laughs) So yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> I've never really changed, but th- I never really knew what it was called. Maybe I was predestined for this because like, <laughs> in all honesty, I have always worn my hair like this. Yeah. <laughs> Short on the sides, longer on the top, you know, but it works for me. No. My hair is like a freaking Q-tip otherwise. It looks horrible. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I usually put a lot of gel or like some sort of paste in it. And yes, I will say... That was always on my prison commissary list. <laughs> yep. They do sell hair gel. I believe you. I totally believe you. Um, also, your hair. I was gonna... literally the only person that bought it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, your hair is always impeccable, which is how we came to this subject. Well, I wouldn't say impeccable. We don't it's want people to see it. It's pretty damn close. Think like, okay, Sorry, anyway, darn. continue. Cool. So before I lead into my next comments, how often... 
Do you get a haircut? I get a haircut every week, the same exact time, <laughs> just like I did in prison. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now, in county jail, they're free. You put in your request to go to the barber shop to get a haircut. Usually they do it on Friday nights because it's, you know, Friday night. You're about to go out, you know, like you want to look good. And, okay. Yeah. So you're. <laughs> Wait, but this is during. You're, yeah, in you're in jail. So. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> you're not going anywhere. I was, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's the night where you call your girl, you know, and she's going out probably with another dude and you're upset. And <laughs> Oh, my God. It just got dark. <laughs> it just got real, Laura. <laughs> But uh, no, barbershop night is a great night, but they usually only have slots. And you have to remember, you're dealing with COs here, uh, correctional officers that really don't care whether you get a haircut or not. So they have a certain amount of people that they can bring to the barbershop that night, and they alternate by units. So, you know, there's 20-something mods in the in the jail where I was at, uh, one of them. You got to get through all of those in a fair amount of time. Like it's a lot to logistically to schedule inmates to get haircuts. Yeah. And then once you get in there, the rule is you get what you get. You're not allowed to tell them what you want. You know what I mean? They're just going to do it. You yeah. know, like, yeah. you know, always the CO is like, no, you can't change guards. Guards being on, you know, the clippers. Right, right, right. You don't use scissors. You don't have no scissors. Right. So it's all clippers. So these guys are freaking talented because mm-hmm. I always was a, and the, he would do whatever I told him to do. <laughs> and literally they all would. So everybody's haircut really took about 10 to 15 minutes. And that's a long time. They're not just buzzing people's heads in there. Right. You know, they're actually giving you a real world barbershop haircut with prison shears. And uh, it's great in there. I'm just talking about county jail right now. Right. Yeah. So so the reason I bring this subject up mm-hmm. is because I was talking to my grandpa the other night. Okay. And I was thinking about your fabulous haircuts and how you go every week. Mm-hmm. And so, of course. Did you I, tell him? I did. Yeah. Absolutely. He, I did. he like, laughed his butt off. No, no. He was like, yeah, that sounds about right. Like yeah. he was, <laughs> he just totally understood. Right. Good. So, <laughs> I like your grandpa. I wish I could have met him. He's awesome. Because he was there when I was there. Yeah, he was. He's he's still there. But yeah, he was well, definitely I, yeah. there while you were there. Yeah. But, um. <laughs> So, so I, I wonder asking, if I did meet him and I just... You might have. Ask, can you ask him what unit he's in next time? I don't remember. I have it written down somewhere. Okay. But um, so I asked about prison haircuts because my grandpa's bald. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's so, been picking his head for the whole time. He saved a ton of money. Well, no. <laughs> oh. That's what I thought, too. I was wrong. Okay. So it turns out my grandpa, where you... Could have maybe met him. OCC. Mm-hmm. He was a barber for the first <gasps> three years that he was there. Oh, for the first three years. Starting in 85. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So like this is I was this three. Bit, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. But before he went, he was a barber before he got transferred to OCC. Oh, so it like, and uh, where was he at? He was at Tecumseh or NSP? He was in a bunch of places. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't have the number. I don't have them yeah. in order to where he was cool. immediately before OCC. So it started in the 60s. I, f- I see. Yeah. It still escapes me sometimes how long 65. this man has been in prison. Yeah. Yeah. 65 was when he was in. All right. So when you talked about going to the barbershop. Mm hmm. Was that like a guy's cell that that happened in? Was this a like a place? Oh no 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 yeah yeah yeah. Nooked out so, in the. the no, I was just branching into that from okay. county jail. So that's county jail. So yeah. you get your haircut, you get out, you feel good. 
finally, it's a, it's just a little bit of you have control over your own life. You know what I yeah. mean? Like nobody has anybody to impress. The judge isn't going to go easy on you because you have a good haircut, you know, or because you look clean. Like, <laughs> yeah, literally, you're in a orange jumpsuit that is been worn by 25 different people before you if you're lucky you know what i mean like you're gonna look like crap regardless it's a little bit of the outside that you're able to hold on to right. you know well, like, it's dignity it too. is dignity and it's it and it yeah. and it makes a huge difference it does at least to me and i'm sure that i'm not the only one like you know there's people that don't care in there that just don't even shower yeah. they're depressed you know and honestly, the first time I went, I was the same way. You know, the first time I went, I wasn't thinking about a haircut. I was thinking about how, to, how the hell do I get out of here? You know, like, right. And uh, as I've gotten used to it, it's just all about getting into some sense of normalcy. And that's what it is to me. So as you progress through your journey of incarceration, your next stop is going to be in the feds transferring different prisons. Like, let's say I'm now lower to custody level. So now I have to go to a different facility because I've gone from a low to a camp or I've messed up and I've gone from a camp to a low, <laughs> which has yeah. been ex- happened in my life. So I'll just give you an example <laughs> of one time. So when I messed up at the camp I was at in Southern Illinois, which was Marion, which was the best place in the Bureau of Prisons to do time. Honestly, it was fantastic. We'll go into that another time too. There's a lot of stories there. But uh, I had to go up to Sandstone, Minnesota. That's a long ways from Southern Illinois to Northern Minnesota. In fed time, that's months (laughs) of traveling like that. It's going to take you a long time to get there. You know, it won't take you months, but it's going to take you. It's longer than a day trip. You get on a plane in uh, it's this little regional airport in southern Illinois and you go to. No, you don't get on a plane yet. You get on a bus. You go to Rockford, Illinois. Wait a minute. Yeah, there was a plane ride somewhere. I can't remember which one it was. Hold on, rewind. Okay, so it went on the plane from Southern Illinois to Rockford, Illinois. And then from there, we took a bus to Chicago. So we're in Chicago now. It's already been like a couple days. At this point, I was in the shoe uh, at Marion, which is the segregated housing unit. So I barely had access to a shower for a month. We had showers twice a day. Is this similar to the hole? Yes, it is the hole. It is the hole. <laughs> yes. So am I thinking of my grandfather's 1960s terminology for the hole? This hole was built shoe? in 1960 something. And okay, cool. It- <laughs> so it was called the hole back when yeah. it was built. Now it's called the shoe. So it's a, so it's solitary confinement. I wish it was solitary confinement. No, like, <laughs> oh, no. unfortunately, it's uh, you have a roommate in your tiny little closet with your toilet. And at this particular uh ad seg or administrative segregation like whatever they want to call it um it's horrible uh it's all bars all the way down the line so it's like old school jail you know what i mean like you could reach around into the cell next to you and shake the hand of the person next to you i did have a roommate for half the time i was in the shoe half the time i was by myself so it was pretty cool that it wasn't cool it was still horrible but at least i was by myself for the first like two weeks and then i got moved in with this guy from chicago and he's a cool guy i knew him you know so like we got along okay but i mean he was like several of me put together you know and it It was rough. Anyway, so I went that whole time and I'm like, my hair's growing out. So in the shoe, 
your barbershop is you and they give you the clippers and they sit you on a stool in the middle of the room. Yeah. You don't get a mirror yep. and they say, figure it out. So, so that's like better than it was from, from oh, this yeah. conversation with my grandfather. So what did he talk about? All right. Grandpa explained in the sixties leading up to the seventies, which we'll get to later. Okay. Before the seventies, um, what you wanted was three inch hair. And it was important you had three-inch hair. Okay. So you were buzzed totally. Yeah, but that's you... longer than three inches. Or no, no, no. Three, Listen, I mean, just, three inches just... is longer than buzzing, right? Right. Okay. Yeah, anyway, continue. So when you came in, you were buzzed down mm-hmm. to like almost your scalp. Right. All right. They and did then, that to you when you came yeah, in. Yeah, when yep. you came in, like it was off right. and went. And then when you went into the hole or the shoe, you got buzzed. And when you came yeah. out of the shoe, you got buzzed. There was nothing that happened in between for your hair. Right. So if you were in there for two weeks, right. three weeks, two months, you were not buzzed. You were buzzed before and after, and that yep. was it. So if they saw you in the facility with buzzed head, they knew that you were, they, you were treated like shit. Ah. So you wanted three inch because in the 60s, that was the longest you were allowed. Right. So because longer hair, get, those are all the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like you were a safe person to talk to and be around and mm. be affiliated with. You weren't going to cause trouble, but right. you also weren't brand new. Ex- you know? Right. Like yeah. you were established and like you, could, okay. you were a safe person to talk ah, to and hang out with. That makes a lot of with. sense. I wonder who yeah. came up with that. So he, he said you wanted three inch hair and that was important. Yeah. And uh, it was So really, you're probably standing at the mirror and you're measuring it when it starts to get a yeah, little long and you're so, like all right it's almost time yeah you, so they back, probably had it down to the day well they did <laughs> so you literally were required to have a cut once a month okay you had to have wow, a haircut that's once nice. a month we should get back to that yeah anyway <laughs> <laughs> and, but that ended in the 70s because of hate issues oh because of hate issues because of hate issues well, this is really interesting this it's is going into a totally different place i ever anticipated yeah me too imagine yeah. my yeah. astonishment i didn't realize there's so much to be so learned much from much involved a- with hair it's important pr- it's important it's very important <laughs> but yeah it was so it's really fascinating but he as the barber he talks about like when they would come in so and who's they would come in? Just they had a they had an inmate barber or a he was the inmate barber. Oh, he was like he wasn't a barber. So the the like, inmate or the the convict would come in to right. get their haircut. This is in the sixties. He was a barber. Yeah. So he was well. So he started his career in <laughs> career sounds like it's true. Well, I mean, thing. it is it is <laughs> to him, right? So in the sixties, he was incarcerated. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't know exactly what year he started as a barber. Right. He had been incarcerated for a bit. How he started, he literally, he found out the guy at the end of his quadrant block, block yeah. whatever he was in, um, at another facility. He was leaving. He was getting transferred out, and he was an old guy. He'd had the barber position there for years sure. and years and years. Well, back then, they were the only ones who were allowed to have their cell open. Yeah. Their cells were closed always, except for mealtime. Yep. That was it. So, wow. But the barber had their cell open all the time, all day. Sure. So he apparently called, I think, I think he said it was the warden. It was the guy in charge of doling out jobs. Mm-hmm. So he called this guy and he said, I want to be the barber. And now did he call him on the phone or like, how? yeah, so they, well, he made it sound like it was one. He said, call. So maybe like he called, um, that's weird. I don't know. I'm I'm not doubting you. I'm sure it's true. 
true. Again, this is. I wonder how ago. that worked back then. You know, like, that's yeah. another another episode. Let's. let's I wish let's, I would have thought in the that. moment to ask him. Well, what? What? Yeah. How did item, you get in touch with the warden? What was your yeah. tool? Yeah, I didn't ask him at that time, but um, yeah. So he called up this guy. I think he said it was the warden, mm-hmm. and uh, he said, "Hey, I want to be the barber, and I want to move into that cell because that was that was the cell." Right. right. Yeah. The, the guy said, well, have you ever cut hair before? He goes, well, I cut a dog's hair. <laughs> and he didn't die from me. He died from cancer a couple years later. <laughs> and I'm like... And, that was fantastic. Right. I'm like, Grandpa, like, I don't know. I don't that, know that got him the job. That's how you should let That got and him he, the freaking but job. But that's what he said. He's like, but it got me the job. And yeah. I didn't care. He had to set himself apart because there were probably 25 <laughs> on I'm that sure there were. alone that were trying to get that I, cell. I, I bet there were. But yeah, so he got the job. Mm-hmm. He said he was absolutely horrible for the first year he had this well, job. I mean, yeah. And uh, very yeah. few prison barbers start off as. You know, prison yeah. barbers because they were barbers on the yeah. street. Like, yeah, I just... guess the guy that had the job before him, like he was a, a like a real barber. Sure. Like 1950s. Oh, yeah. Legit barber <laughs> who did this professionally. He was incarcerated and did it throughout his entire yeah. time in prison. Uh, hey, but yeah, then comes this whippersnapper. Yeah, who's like, I can do this. I yeah. shaved a dog once. <laughs> <laughs> so my grandpa awesome. there for the next number, number of years was a barber. And he said that he had one guy, once he got transferred to another facility, not his first one. Right, because he's got to start all over at each one he goes to. At each to. one. But he was allowed, I don't know if it was like a trial period at each one. I don't know how that worked. I have no idea. Hmm. But he was allowed to be the barber at each facility from when he started up until three years after he was transferred to OCC. So that's a stretch of time. That's not like, you know, one after the yet. Like that's, he was allowed to be a barber for. Well, and like, for for instance, at OCC uh, and at most prisons, you've got a lot of barbers and they all don't. You have a barber shop, so you've got sometimes, you know, at the camp I was at, which was a very small camp, there were still three barbers. You know oh. what I mean? And each barber shop has so whoever I don't know if it's this way in the state, but in the feds, the captain is over the barber shop. So the captain oh. picks the barbers and uh, wait, who's what's a captain? The captain is is so you have the warden. You have the AW, which is the assistant warden, and then below him is the captain. And okay. the captain is the hard ass. The captain is the <laughs> one that is there in the trenches. You know, like he's the one that's trying to figure out who's up to what. He works with SIS, which is the basically the prison police. You know, the prison FBI. They do. They're called special investigative services. I think is the name is that what it stands for. Nobody. I always tried to find out, but nobody would tell me. Like, so I don't, I don't know. But it's usually, they're, they're usually viewed on with terror. Like, they, I mean, they, they literally, they've got snitches everywhere. Like, it's ridiculous. But anyway, um, so the captain runs the barbershop. He picks out, he, he's in charge of the equipment, like all of the tools that are being used. The, the, everything has to have a chit. And a chit is like, it's connected to a pegboard. You know, so if you pick out, you're getting the scissors off, you're going to put your chit up there, which says that you have those scissors. Oh, okay. You know, so everything is being accounted for at all times. You don't have barbers just taking the scissors home. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not going to happen. So at the end of the day, 
and the barbershop is going to close at a certain time. Most days, it's going to close when the administration leaves. So when the captain leaves, the barbershop's closed. But there'll be one day a week where it'll stay open late, you know, till eight or nine, depending on how long um, the season is at that point, you know. Um, And the captain, at the end of the day, is going to go in there, and he's going to double-check and make sure everything is there. And at no no time will there be... Anything. I mean, if so much as a guard is not accounted for, they'll shut the prison down to look for it. Yeah. The, you mean the, the guard on the clippers? Yeah, the clippers. Okay. Yeah, I guess not everybody gets their hair cut with, with clippers, huh? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I yeah. mean, it's, for me, I have long hair. Right. <laughs> I wouldn't know what that was if yeah. I wasn't married. At some of the prisons, like, so if you go up higher than a low, they're not going to have scissors at all yeah. available to them in the uh, barbershop. An inmate might have a pair of safety scissors in their in their locker. You know what I mean? Like, they might sell them to a barber, and the barber will then have those safety scissors, and he'll use those to cut to cut hair. Oh, wow. You know, and, and they'll do a damn good job at it, too. A lot of times, they're not going to be able to tell... That you have a prison haircut. In, yeah, in that was one. That was one thing my grandfather said was uh, one of the guys that came in. He had just come in from a, I don't know if the street is the right word, but he had he had just been incarcerated. Mm-hmm. Well, if he was out on bond while he was fighting his case, mm-hmm. then he was probably out on the street and okay. then was sentenced. And when he was sentenced is when they took him into custody. I see. So that would have gotten okay. him to prison a lot quicker than like me who waited, you know, a year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that makes more sense. Yeah. But yeah. They're a lot less quick to get to you when you're, when you're already on ice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. This guy came in and he did his hair right when he got in. Mm-hmm. And he said that that guy had told him it was the best haircut he'd ever had. Yeah. And grandpa had done it in less than five minutes. Oh. I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. I had some fantastic barbers in prison. <laughs> and I'm saying like, I'm one of those people that I'm pretty picky, you know, like when it comes mm-hmm. to that, I'm not a dick about it to, to the people I'm working with. You know well, what I mean? you can't like, afford to be, I would imagine. <laughs> but we may need to discuss this next week because we talked about the 60s and 70s, but we'll need to go back to the 70s. Okay. All right. So massive changes happened in the 70s, both in and out of the wall. Right. Right. So <laughs> I guess, uh, what is it called? Is it, what's the terminology? Inside and outside? Both inside and outside the fence. Fence. Oh, I don't know why I thought it was Or the wall. no, there's walls too. Yeah, I mean, that's not... But you're in the wall. You're behind the wall. Damn it. Okay, that makes much more sense. Yeah, you're behind the wall. Behind the wall. In the outside world and behind the wall. Gotcha. Okay, well, on both ends yeah. of the wall. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Produced by Daniel Argabright. Music by Elliot Torres and Matt Williams. Art by Nick Chalupa at Hikari Studios. Thank you for listening, and just remember, we're all your neighbors.